At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is hour number two of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Coming up this hour, going to be taking a look at a lot of the games that we've got on the college basketball betting board for this Sunday. So we're going to be having a lot of fun there. Going to give my take a little bit on the Super Bowl as well, why you shouldn't be just investing everything that you've got in there and why you've got, well, more to bet on than just the Super Bowl, why you don't need to winding up just putting like 100 million billion hours into it. I'm sure that... It's not necessarily the thing that a lot of people want to be hearing, but you've got a lot of opportunities with it as well. So we're going to be talking a little bit about that as well. But how about if we wind up diving into what I'm going to be giving out as the DK Nation pick for Sunday? It's just pretty much a pick that I wind up featuring. I wind up pretty much playing all these games relatively equally. I go 1.1 units on the spread of minus 110 when you wind up having a money money line underdog situation just wind up going one unit trying to get a little bit of a plus price like in the case of like Kentucky if you wind up having like an even even money price if you wind up having a money line underdog that's like minus 103 it just becomes pretty much like laying the minus 103 in that instance as well just to make things all nice clean and simple there but certainly you've got a case in which we've got one in which I don't think we're going to be taking a look at a money line underdog on this game 857 858 Washington, they're going to be hitting the road. They're going to be facing off against Stanford. Stanford right now finding themselves as about a four and a half point favorite in a lot of spots. We've seen a few fives out there, but mostly seen four and a half. And the total on this game started out at a 134 and it is rising up. So it's a good thing that I'm coming on here right now to be able to mention it because it was at a 134 and a half on the open. Right now we're seeing anywhere between 135 to 136, depending on where you're betting this at. And it's a case in which I wound up saying my total at 143, and the DK Nation pick is going to be the over in this spot. And the reason why we are going to be riding with the over is because you got a Washington team that they are one of the fastest teams in all of college basketball. They are 35th in the country in raw possessions per game entering into Sunday. And you've also got a Sanford team that they themselves are not necessarily as fast, but they're a little bit more efficient when they are at home rather than on the road. These are a pair of teams that they wanted meeting up a few weeks ago. That was the game where Washington was able to get the win in Seattle by a count of 67 to 64. And I think that Sanford is going to be able to tighten up a little bit more as opposed to what we wound up seeing in that first matchup in which they wound up having 21 turnovers. And despite losing the turnover battle by a count of 21 to 9, they very nearly won that game outright. It's a Washington team that when it comes to being able to put the ball in the basket, they only shoot about 31.5% from three-point range, but 
We've also seen in Washington's games on road and neutral courts as well. It's been a defense that has been shaky at best. It's a defense that has given up at least 68 points in eight out of their nine games that they have played away from the city of Seattle. So they clearly get a little bit more juice there. And this is a Sanford team that you take a look at what they've been able to do at home versus on the road. It has been much more effective for them. They turn the ball in right around 19% of their possessions whenever they are at home. On the road, that rises to 25.5%. That is absolutely massive. And it's a team that, with regards to on a per-possession basis, they are able to average 10.4 points more per 100 possessions at home rather than on the road. And Washington is a bunch that they wind up giving up right around 15 and a half points more on the road per 100 possessions rather than at home as well. So I think that you've got some very good splits there to be able to take a look at. And when it comes to just the Sanford team as in general, you do have a pair of guys in Spencer Jones along Jaden Dallaire who have been able to step up and they've been able to help out Harrison Ingram. Both of these guys give between 10 to 10 and a half points per game. They combine to be able to give you nine boards per game. Got Sanford team that they shoot in the mid 30s from three point range as well. Ingram, a little bit of a combo player that's able to give you just under 12 points. Shoots in the mid 30s from three point range. And for setting these two teams on and hooking up, every one of these starters of Sanford failed to be able to get to 10 points. It was actually a case in which Brandon Angel was the top scorer for the team with 13 points. And he's been a relatively solid three point shooter. And then you take a look at Washington, and you've got a walking bucket out there in Terrell Brown. He has been number seven in all of college basketball with regards to points per game at 21.6. Has yet to score fewer than 11 points in a single game this season. So you know that you've got a little bit of an offensive concept for Washington. Once again, big wolf for him. He doesn't necessarily shoot it well from three-point range. But what Washington does not do is turn the ball over like flat. This has been a team that has done a nice job of not being themselves, always giving themselves a chance on every single possession with... Brownie turns the ball over right around two times per game, which having the ball in his hands as much as he does, that is actually relatively impressive. And this is a Washington team that when it comes to road and neutral court games in terms of turnovers on a per possession basis, they're in the top 30 in all of college basketball. So they turn the ball over 15.7 possession or on 15.7% of their possession. So I think that's something that you're able to take a look at as well. When it comes to Washington though, I do feel like they're, I'm going to call it what it is, Magic Carpet Ride that we've seen out there in the Pac-12. I do think that it's going to be derailed a little bit. Washington is right now finding themselves like a game and a half out of the top spot in the Pac-12 right now. It's been really amazing to find this has been because when it comes to Washington, they have not necessarily played a lot of the top teams in the conference thus far. They did wind up hooking up with Arizona a few weeks ago. They wound up getting blown out in that one. If you like me, why I'm taking the absolute gob ton of points in that game, you were able to get there, but... And he certainly have been a little bit shaky. That's putting it about as well as I can because you've got a bunch of which they don't necessarily do the world's greatest job on the glass with Washington. It's a team that they don't have a lot of three-point shooting. I think that Sanford should be able to win in those aspects. And Sanford is just, in general, a team that's a little bit better at home than they are on the road. I think that they're going to get a little bit of juice there. And this is a Washington team that they've got the style in which is going to lead to a lot of points being scored in this game. So I take a look at this game, and the DK Nation pick that I wound up giving out is the over. I set my total at a 143. And when it comes to the spread, I'm willing to lay up to 70 or with Sanford. I think that they should be able to win this game rather comfortably. I think that the revenge angle is something that you do want to be taking a look at. I do think that they are going to be able to exact revenge on a Washington team that they've right now got one guy that's right now giving you more than six and a half rebounds per game. You've got two guys on the entire roster as registering more than four rebounds per game. So I think that Washington is going to get plowed on the glass. I think that you're going to see points of plenty in this game. So take a look at the over, and we are going to be taking a look at Stanford laying the points as well.
when it comes to more of the early slate in college basketball, you've got a team that has actually been seeing one of the more interesting trends in college basketball. How about if we go 839, 840 on the bang board? You've got Manhattan. They're going to be on the road. They're going to be facing off against Canisius. Canisius is finding themselves a two-point favorite, and your total is anywhere between 142 and 142.5. And, and what you've been finding with Manhattan is that this has been one of the best teams to the over in all of college basketball. It's a Manhattan team that the reason why they have been doing such a good job to the over this year is that all of a sudden, they've been able to knock down a couple free throws. This is a team that under Steve Massiel in recent years, they have just been a horror show at the free throw line. I mean, they were shooting like 62, 63, 59% at the free throw line every single year. It was just absolutely terrible. This year, Manhattan, out of their games, they have played 12 overs, five unders, and a push. So they have been significantly better there. And then you've got a team in Canisius in which they played six overs, 15 unders, and a push. So you've got two of the most opposite teams in college basketball. Manhattan is cashing overs left, right, and sideways. Canisius is cashing unders left, right, and sideways. So it's a good old something's got to give scenario. And I myself wound up setting my total at a 142. I'm seeing some 142 and a half out there. And I would rather have an under rather than an over in the spot because you do take a look at the style that you are going to be getting with man and it's not a team that's necessarily going to be pumping up the tempo you've got a Canisius team that they are actually a little bit more up tempo in this game as Canisius they find themselves 83rd in the country when it comes to total possessions per game man and is a bunch that they've been finding themselves clocking it a little bit faster than past years this has been a team that they have played a couple of years just really, really slow. This year, you're finding them more around 128th out of the 358 D1 teams. So it's not like by any means they're a super slow team, but at the same time, they're not necessarily super fast. And what I think could wind up derailing this total is just the fact that Manan is committing nearly 15 turnovers per game. You've got a pair of guys in Ant Nelson along with Jose Perez. They commit a combined 6.8 turnovers per game. Now, Nelson, he's been shooting a little bit above 40% from three-point range, but also, is a guy that doesn't necessarily dish out the ball a lot. Jose Perez, who winds up coming in from Marquette, he has really been the creator for this team. 18 points, three and a half boards, over five assists per game. He has been able to do a really good job of being able to dish out the ball. But at the same time, you take a look at Canisius, and a big reason why we've been seeing them hit a bunch of unders is because Malik Green has not been himself. He was the leader in points per game going into the calendar year of 2022. He was averaging right around 13 and a half points per game. He has played in the last four games, 19 minutes or fewer in every one of them. He has scored seven points or fewer in every one of them. He just does not look like the same guy. So that is going to be an issue for this Golden Griffins team. And it's a big reason why I am going to be taking a look at a money line underdog in this spot. So I'm going to be probably winding up putting up one unit to be able to get a little bit of plus price. Typically, money lines don't wind up becoming available until the AM. But typically, when it comes to a spread of like two, you're typically going to find a minimum like a plus 105. You might be able to get a plus 110, something along those lines. And that's where I would rather be looking rather than laying a minus 110 on a spread of two just because you don't wind up having, in my opinion, enough numbers that wind up landing on that total to wind up justifying it so I would rather have a little bit of a money line try to get a little bit of plus price and plus I mean if the worst thing winds up happening and it winds up not coming true and here's a secret that nobody wants to tell you but it's true even the best handicappers wind up hitting about 55% of bets on the minus 110 spread so I mean you've got just a case in which everyone winds up being wrong from time to time you wind up losing one unit instead of 1.1 units so that always helps out a little bit as well but you do take a look at what you're able to get out of this Canisius team. And I do think that they're going to be able to do an okay job of be able to 
handle themselves on the glass. You do have a lot of guys for Manan that they give you between five and a half and four and a half rebounds per game. Josh Roberts winds up coming in from St. John's. He's been able to do a solid job. Elijah Buchanan has been able to do a good job there, but you do have Yako Fritz who's able to give you five and a half rebounds per game, but I take a look at both of these teams. I think that they're both going to be finding themselves in a lot of one-and-done scenarios. I think that these teams necessarily do a good job of being able to give themselves second chances, and I think that with Canisius having a little bit of a banged-up backcourt and just really not necessarily having that one guy that's going to be able to handle Manhattan down low, I think that Manhattan is going to be able to get the job done. Looking at the money line and looking at north of 142 under in this spot. And coming up next, going to talk to you guys a little bit about Super Bowl strategy. Going to be diving into how to approach a big game next right here on VSIN Esports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Vouchers. It is a fresh way to be able to enjoy nicotine without the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no more batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Vouchers are smoke free, spit free, and they're available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety winds up coming in two different strengths, so that way you can easily find the satisfaction level that is perfect for you. Zinn is America's number one nicotine pouch, and it is available in 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning that it's never been easier to find your Zinn. Go ahead over to zinn.com slash find to be a located store nearest you. That is zyn.com slash find. And warning, this is a product that contains nicotine, and nicotine is an addictive chemical. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience with myself, Greg Peterson, and as we all know, there's going to be a football game that is going to be taking place out there in the wonderful state of California next weekend. It's got a lot of people buzzing, and certainly it is going to be a case in which you're going to be able to have as more opportunities to be able to fire and bets on this game than any other game in the season. And I always do encourage you, if you like something, always make sure that you want to take it. Never wind up leaving money on the table. And at the same time, I do think that what is very important when it comes to this game as well is to not feel like you have to have a whole bunch of plays. There are many of you guys out there that the biggest thing that you wind up handicapping every single year is the NFL because with the NFL, it's much easier than a lot of these. I'm going to call it what it is 
grinder sports when it comes to like college basketball because uh, you guys see my spreadsheets out there every single day we wind up seeing it on saturday we wind up having 150 college basketball games that is not for the meek of heart to be taking a look at a lot of these teams like i mean i absolutely love being able to dive into something like a slobber knocker of lipscomb versus florida gulf coast nothing gets me more hyped up than being able to pick a money line underdog winner with like merrimack against st francis of pennsylvania things like this i mean these are the things that i live for but i i wind up spending all 365 days out of the year taking a look at college basketball and i certainly do quite a bit when it comes to football but it's not like the nfl is necessarily my main focus it is not necessarily where my bread is buttered and it's a case in which if there's something that you really like, obviously do be able to fire in. And for those of you guys that do handicap other sports, well, you are going to find as well when it comes to props. Typically, these wind up coming out the week of because I haven't seen too many of them thrown up in too many jurisdictions. You are going to actually find some multi-sport props. I can tell you when you wind up having the Rams versus the Patriots Super Bowl a few years ago, there was actually a prop in which because it was the Washington Capitals who wanted to play against the Boston Bruins the day before Patriots are in the Super Bowl. It wound up being a prop of over under more sacks in the Super Bowl or it wound up being goals scored by the Washington Capitals. I wanted taking more sacks in the game. Washington Capitals in that game against the Bronson's Bruins scored zero goals. I wound up being able to cash that bet within the first seven minutes. That was absolutely magnificent. magnificent. So I was very happy about that one. So there are going to be more opportunities if you're a better of a different sport than you're ever going to be able to find in like some sort of normal game. You're always going to find like these wacky props as well. But you don't have to feel like if you don't have a good handle on it, then you need to fire it in. And this could be a case as well, because I know that there are a lot of people that they socially bet. I'm someone that I am currently engaged to someone that is not necessarily the world's biggest football fan. The one game that she watches every single year is the Super Bowl, because there are other men that are watching the Super Bowl. I'm sure that many of you guys are working with like Sue in accounting or something like that, that is not paying attention to like some Thursday night football game between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Tennessee Titans. And they wind up watching a couple of NFL games every single year. You might catch a random one at a bar here and there, and then you wind up putting on the Super Bowl. There are quite a few people that are like that. And you want to have a little bit of action on it. That is perfectly fine. But when it comes down to your actual bankroll itself, what I think is very important is if you wind up having a couple fun bets, like, what Gatorade is going to be thrown on to the winning coach of the team or something like that. You probably want to be spacing that a little bit differently from your actual bankroll. Your actual bankroll is reserved for betting and betting only. That is not the money that you wind up using to pay the electrical bill. It is not the money that you wind up putting to try to be able to buy a down payment on a house or anything like that. It is just used for betting and betting only. Maybe you wind up taking a little bit of like, soy latte money money that you're looking to buy for like a new college basketball jersey or something like that maybe you put a little bit of that towards it but i mean it's not reserved for the actual necessities in life now for some of you guys that that is not something that is any sort of a worry you're all set you're all good to go you've made a lot of money throughout many many different years and i'm probably talking to a couple people that are currently in college and are right now looking for a couple hundred dollars to be able to scrape up for textbooks so there's a wide different array of people that wind up betting and I mean, 
every single bet as long as it's meaningful to you it is meaningful i mean it's a case in which you've got some people that they wind up firing like five bucks on every single game you have some people that they're throwing out their dimes like it's nobody's business just as long as the bet is meaningful for you as long as the money that is won is actually going to be able to help you out that's all that really matters when it comes down to it but i think that it's very important to not just have action for the sake of having action when it comes to your actual bankroll actually feel good about what you wind up having. And if you really like the spread, if you feel very confidently that the Cincinnati Bengals are going to be able to win on the money line, by all means, absolutely do take it. Don't wind up falling into a trap of just looking at all these different analysts and thinking, oh, well, insert person here on insert network does not wind up having the side that like I must be wrong. Don't look at that whatsoever. I want to mentioning it, I think like 30, 45 minutes ago, the best handicappers on a minus 110 spread, they hit 55% of the time, which means that they're also wrong about 45% of the time. Maybe there's someone out there hitting like 57%, but it's not like you've got these ridiculous percentages. Don't go on Twitter and be like, oh, well, this guy's hitting 50 or 90%. It's probably one of those things where they threw it out there. He's hitting 90% on a game that is being played between 7 and 8 p.m., one, the teams must have at least two G's in their name. It must be played with a temperature of between 37 and 48 degrees, even though it's an indoor sport. So it means absolutely nothing whatsoever. And both of these teams must be having their lucky socks on that night. And it's like, you got to be kidding me. That's absolutely useless. But I, it's one of these things where you just want to be trusting in yourself when it comes down to a lot of this. And when it comes to a lot of things, like we've got the big game betting guide. Use that as exactly that a guide. Don't think that because one guy winds up having, oh, like insert prop here at insert yardage here, that it's absolutely a must play just because that person winds up having that. And that's really true for all sports. When it comes to college basketball, don't just blindly tail something that whether it be myself, whether it be someone else at another network, whether it be someone else at this network, what have you, winds up having always feel good about the bets that you are putting down. I think that that's very important as well. Obviously have fun with it because it is the biggest game of the year. I'm sure that whatever Super Bowl party you are going to, they're probably going to be serving up some really good food. There's going to be a lot of Buffalo wings that are going to be out there. As we know, last year, there was a lot more I was going down with COVID-19. So things are seemingly in a little bit of a better state there as well. So there are many of you guys that maybe you weren't able to gather last year. Now you're able to gather once again this year. And that is obviously something that is very, very good. That goes beyond just a little bit more of the betting aspect of it, just more of the camaraderie and we all need camaraderie in our lives as well. So that is something that is very important as well. But you just take a look at everything that you're going to be hearing this next week. You're going to have so many people thinking that they are the sharpest person on the face of planet earth because they have come up with this algorithm that says that the Gatorade color is going to be yellow. And that's absolutely unequivocally going to be the color. And it's like, do we really have Gatorade handicappers out there? And I mean, if you are, you're leading a pretty sad existence because you're going to be in hibernation for about 350 some odd days every single year. So I do think that it is very important that you wind up just doing your due diligence. And if there's something that you don't like with regards to the big game that we're going to be seeing coming up, you know what? There is no shame in betting on other things as well, because if you're a natural NFL handicapper, guess what? The NFL is going to be back into our lives. When it comes to September, there's going to be plenty of opportunities on the floor, on the betting board. Don't think that because this is the last game of the year, this is the last game of the year for your bankroll. You're never going to have an opportunity whatsoever because 
I knock on whatever this microphone is sitting on. I think that it's marble. There's going to be a full baseball season. And with a full baseball season, there's typically 15 games a day for about 180 some odd days before you wind up getting to the postseason. I mean, with college basketball on Saturday, we had 150 games to be able to bet on. If there, if you can't find an opportunity when it comes to college basketball with 150 days, you are a very, 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 very selective better. And if you're able to find one on the Super Bowl where you weren't able to find one with regards to all those college basketball sides and totals, man, I, I, I'm very impressed and I'll be a little bit shocked by that as well. But I do think that it is very important to just keep things reeled in, just wind up keeping your wits about you. And just because you aren't necessarily siding with the handicapper that you absolutely love, doesn't mean that your bet isn't a good one. And just because the bet might not necessarily be for the biggest amount in the world doesn't mean that it's not meaningful. So always keep that in mind when it comes to the big game. And coming up next, we're going to be looking at some big college basketball games for Sunday right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Join our own Stormy Von and Tony on Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific time for the big game betting and beers event at the South Point Casino here in lovely Las Vegas. Stormy will be joined by our guys in the desert, Chris Andrews, Jimmy Vaccaro, and Vinny Maliulo for fun and informative look at this year's big game and tell stories from behind the book and all about the action these legends have seen over the years. The event is free for anyone that is above the age of 21, so stop by the South Point on Friday at 6 o'clock p.m. Pacific to get free samples of Bookmaker Blonde Ale. I've tried it before. It is very, very good. Specials on Budweiser. Purchase signed copies of Chris Andrews' books and learn from these bookmaking experts. As it is the Greg Peterson experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, and got to give a little bit of kudos as well to all the folks behind the scenes that make this show possible. You got Dakota, who tonight is the technical director, does absolutely amazing work for us over here at the network. My wonderful producer, Brian Ortega. I was just making fun of betting on the Gatorade color in the last segment, and ironically enough, I once got it right in that Philadelphia Eagles versus New England Patriots game. I was in my first year in Las Vegas at the time. I had no idea why I bet it. I bought up putting like $15 on it. And Brian is telling me that apparently I'm now a Gatorade expert, which I completely despise. I would want anything other than that title. I want to be the non Gatorade expert because I mean, nobody knows anything when it comes to betting on that. But with that said, apparently we will be getting it. And if Brian does it, I will give him some kudos for that. And I will also probably be like, why the heck did you wind up doing this to me? I will be forever embarrassed but I will forever be a little bit accomplished as well. So there is that. And then you've also got Mikhail. He always gets me set up on audio. Guy does an absolutely terrific job for us. And he is also our Formula One expert here at VEASAN as well. So big thanks to all these guys. Without them, you would not be seeing me and hearing me right now. So give a lot of kudos to them. They are the best in the business. And I am very fortunate to be working with them. They always put up their end of the bargain every single time I'm on the show. So now it's time for me to put up my end of the bargain. Let's take a look at some of the games for this college basketball Sunday to be able to bet on. And we've looked a little bit at the Metro Atlantic. We've got quite a few games that are going to be going down in that conference. And we've got a really interesting one, in my opinion, here at 841-842 because 
The most prolific team out there in that conference has been Iona. They're going to be hitting the road. They're going to be facing off against Niagara. Niagara has found themselves anywhere between a 7.5 to an 8-point underdog. Your tallest game is anywhere between 137 and 137.5, and you're going to have dueling tempos in this game because you do have a Niagara bunch that they really like to be able to slow things down. With regards to the 358 D1 teams, this is a Niagara bunch that they rank 317th in the country with regards to total possessions per game. And that's because they've been actually sped up in their last few games. And they wound up, I believe, playing at least one game that wound up going to in overtime. And then you've got an Iona bunch that they've been slowing down recently, but yet they are still 49th in the country with regards to possessions per game. So it's a good old it's a good old tortoise and the hair sort of style game there. And when it comes to this Iona team, I like this team as a whole, but I have a tough time figuring out what they necessarily do great. They are a team that if you were to pick out one thing, it would probably be the block shots. They get right around five per contest. This is headlined by Nelly Jr. Joseph, a guy that's able to give you just under 14 points per game. He's able to give you eight boards, and that is going to be an issue for a Niagara team that ever since Greg Paulus, yes, if you're wondering, the same Greg Paulus that was a star at Duke back in the day, ever since he wanted taking over, it really has been the kryptonite of this team, but you do take a look at this Niagara bunch in general. I think that they're going to be able to hold up in the backcourt. Got a guy in Tyson Jolly, which that's a great name because you feel Jolly whenever he puts it up from three-point range. Shooting 37% from distance, 14 and a half points per game. He's been able to do a rock-solid job for the team. Elijah Joyner winds up coming in from Tulsa. He's been able to pump in there 11 points per game. Does a good job of not turning the ball over as well. When it comes to overall efficiency, Iona has been relatively solid. And really, the lifeblood of Iona has been being able to get to the free throw line. They're 24 free throw attempts per game. That is number one in all of college basketball. And then you take a look at the flip side for Niagara. This is a team that they do a solid job of being able to knock in some shots from distance of their own. And I do think that Marcus Salmon is going to be able to keep this team live. He's been able to give the team 18 points per game, shooting 80% of the free line, 41% from three. He's able to notch right around four and a half boards per game, three assists. So that has been good for this team. And then you take a look at the Niagara bunch. They don't necessarily follow a ton, but they're not necessarily overly disciplined either. They're relatively average when it comes to the fouling. So you can expect Iona to probably get their fair share of free throws in this game. Nothing necessarily that's above slash below what they've been getting all season long. But what I think is going to be incredibly important for this Niagara bunch is being able to get some of the ancillary pieces involved. And they've got a pair of guys in Jordan Sintron along with Sam Morio who have been able to do a little bit of a better job down low. They're combined to be able to give you 12 rebounds per game. Sam Morio is someone that wanted to begin his career at American transfer to South Alabama last season. Now he comes in and hasn't necessarily been overly versatile for the team, shooting only about 29% for three-point range, but does a good job of being able to get right around his steal per game as well. And then with Sintrin, he winds up coming in from the Big South. He's actually been shooting right around 42% from three-point range himself. Noah Thomason has been able to take a little bit more hold of the offense, take a little bit more pressure off of Marcus Hammond as he's been able to dish out right around three and a half assists per game. This is a true row game, but I will always say that not all home slash road advantages slash disadvantages are equal because you'll notice out there in the Metro Atlantic that you've seen a lot of road teams actually be able to come through this season. If you take a look at against the spread numbers, when it comes to a conference like the Big Ten, home court advantage is so meaningful because you do have it relatively spaced out. Meanwhile, in the Metro Atlantic, what I think a lot of people forget about this conference is that all these schools are out there in either the state of New York or New Jersey, which means that you've got a lot of bus trips that these teams are taking. They aren't having a fly like cross country or anything like that. You've even heard Rick Pitino, the coach of Iona, talk about that and how that's been a little bit of a relief. As a result, you've seen a lot of the teams that have been 
and hitting the road, being able to do a solid job this season. You've got a team like Monmouth, who is 10-2 against the spread intro road games. You've got Fairfield, who's been able to do a solid job there. And when it comes to home court advantages, you don't necessarily have a whole bunch of them. You've got no team out there in the Metro Atlantic that has covered more than one game above 500 against the spread. That would be St. Peter's. They've got the best cover rate in the Metro Atlantic at home. They and Manhattan are 4-3 and three against the spread. So you've got a lot of teams that they haven't necessarily been like terrible at home or anything like that. They haven't necessarily been able to excel, but I do think that Niagara is certainly going to be up for this game. You got to feel like the Niagara faithful are going to want to do everything possible to help this team be able to get to the window. I think that things are going to be a little bit slowed down in this game. I did wind up setting this little at 134. I think that Niagara style is going to be able to win out. And I do think that when it comes to Iona, they're going to be able to preach some hardcore defense. I think that they're going to be able to do a good job on the glass. But at the same time, it is an Iona team that the backcourt isn't necessarily the world's greatest at being able to hit threes as well. I think that Niagara... I think that Niagara are going to be able to find some holes in this Iona defense. They're going to be able to knock down a couple shots. They're going to be able to stay live in this game. I wound up setting this line at 7. So here at 7.5-8, I'm going to be taking a look at the points with Niagara, and I'm going to be taking a look at an under as well. When it comes to what we're going to be seeing outside the Metro Atlantic, this is going to be, in my opinion, perhaps a game of the day because it is involving a mid-major team that they might be available for an at-large bid, but... Things have been on a little bit of shaky ground. I want to mention them a little bit earlier in the program. How about if we go 845, 846? Loyola Chicago is going to be in the road. They're going to be facing off against Missouri State. Missouri State opened up as a pick em and I saw in some places actually a one-point favorite. Now they're finding themselves as a one-and-a-half-point underdog, and you're drawing this game and saying we're team 136 and 136 half. Money is moving in the wrong direction right now. Loyola Chicago, in conference play this year, they have covered one game. One, this is a Loyola Chicago team that everyone is hyping up as, oh, this great team. They deserve an at-large bid to the NCAA tournament. Look at what they did in Utah against San Francisco and things like that. I take a look at this team. Every single time I watch them, I'm just not impressed. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just a me issue, but every time I turn on Loyola Chicago, it's a fine basketball team. I don't see what the hype is about. You don't have a single guy for Loyola Chicago that's giving you more than 4.7 rebounds per game. This team is downright terrible at being able to give you second chances. They do shoot 38% from three-point range. You know who else shoots 38% from three-point range? Oh, yeah. That would be Missouri State. And you know what Missouri State has? A guy that wound up going off for 40 points in the last time these two teams wound up playing. That would be Isaiah Mosley. Mosley has been able to give this team 21 points per game. He shoots over 90% of the free line. He shoots darn near 45% from three-point range. You pair that up with, with Gage Prim, a guy that's able to give you 14 points, eight boards. He also shoots right around 40% from three-point range. You've got yourself a good duel. Now, they've been dealing with some injuries. Jalen Minnett has been dealing with a couple of ailments. He winds up coming in from IUPUI. Has been seeing a little bit of a reduced role recently. So it's been a little bit of an issue for this team. But Donovan Clay, who winds coming in from within the conference, wanted coming in from Valparaiso. He's been a nice guy being able to give you eight points, five rebounds. And when it comes to Soil Chicago team, it certainly is a group in which the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. If you're looking for that real leader, it has to be Lucas Williamson. He was a part of that final four team. He's been able to give the team 13 points, shoots right around 40% from three-point range. And is, like I mentioned earlier, 4.7 rebounds per game is right now leading the way for this loyal Chicago team. They just haven't necessarily been the same team without having Cameron Crutwig, who was really the top rebounder for this team. You got someone like an Ihir Ugwak, who's been able to give you right around four boards per game. He's been able to chip in their eight half points per contest, but 
I take a look at this spot. I think the Missouri State is going to be able to do what they wanted doing to Loyola Chicago last time, and that's winding up beating them. I'm going to be taking this Missouri State team on the money line. When it comes to the total, I'll discuss that a little bit more on the other side as we take a look at these games for this College Basketball Sunday. Up next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. You know that VSIN is the best place to be able to get all of the betting insights for the big game, and right now, you can sign up for free to be able to get our free big game betting guide. This digital guide gives you trends, strategies, props to watch, and tips from our experts. Visit vcin.com slash Super Bowl to be able to get your free guide and get ready for the biggest football betting action of the year. That is at vcin.com slash Super Bowl. As it is a great Peterson experience right here on vcin, the Sports Betting Network. And coming up at midnight Pacific time, 3 a.m. Eastern, I am not going to be giving you guys a full hour of a Pro Bowl preview because, boy, oh, boy, I think that watching paint dry might be a little bit better than that. But with that said, I'll give you guys an initial look at the Super Bowl. Obviously, next Sunday, it's going to be a little bit more hot and heavy. I can tell you guys right now, I'm still deciding on my props. So don't expect me to give you guys something exotic and do not expect me to break down the Gatorade color either. I just... I know there are some people that love it. I'm just one of those people that's like, yeah, boy, I would rather just flip a coin, just get it done with, even though I am someone that wound up cashing on the Gatorade color once before in my life. So, yeah, it's just one of those cases. And Ryan Ortega tells me in my ear that you can bet on it flipping a coin. If you really bet on, want to bet on a coin toss, find a friend. You don't have to pay the, <laughs> the books the VIG, and you can wind up doing it that way instead, I would say. That is something that I would not recommend betting on. And, well, I guess that there are some people that think that you're sharp if you wind up choosing tails. There are some people that think that you're sharp if you wind up picking on heads. And what that means is that nobody knows anything. So, don't look to me for coin toss advice. 
But with that said, I will be able to give you guys a little bit of something that we can expect when it comes to what we're actually going to be seeing on the field when it comes to the Rams versus the Bengals and what we're actually going to be seeing on Sunday is some good college basketball action. As I mentioned a little bit earlier before we wound up going to break, going to be siding with Missouri State on the money line in this game, 845-846 between Loyola Chicago and Missouri State. And I do think that we're going to see things come down a little bit more in this matchup as well. When these two teams wind up doing battle the first time around between Loyal Chicago and Missouri State, you do wind up seeing the total go over the total, but I do think that we're going to see a little bit more of a slow and controlled pace in this one. I wind up saying my total more around a 135.5. Right now, depending upon where you shop, you're finding the total right around 136 staff in a lot of places. And I think that is a tad bit too high. You do have two relatively efficient offenses that are going to be doing battle in this one, but you've also got a pair of relatively solid defenses as well. This is a Missouri State team that they held South Dakota State to fewer than 70 points. That is something that darn near nobody can say this season, but take a look at Missouri State. They rank right around 230th with regards to possessions per game. When it comes to Loyola Chicago, this is a team that they're clocking in more around 290th. So it's been a team that has been playing a relatively slow tempo. And when it comes to Loyola Chicago, they actually really slow down their tempo when they are on the road. This is a team that at home, they've been playing at a relatively brisk pace when they wind up hitting the road. This is a team that they aren't afraid to really take the air out of the ball. So I do think that that is something that you want to be taking a look at as well. When it comes to this spot, I do think that Missouri State is being a little bit undervalued. And I'll mention it once again, Loyola Chicago, they have covered one game in conference the entire season. I don't think that it becomes two in this spot. So I'm going to be taking a look at the money line here with Missouri State. I'm now seeing a tight line of right around one and a half with Loyal Chicago laying it on the road. And I'm going to be taking a look at an under as well. When it comes to the Metro Atlantic, got a relatively solid game that's going to be going down at 11 a.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. Eastern time between Fairfield and Siena. 843-844. Got a Fairfield team that has been relatively solid against the spread laying seven. And your total on scheme is 130.5. When it comes to this spot, I did wind up setting this line at a six and a half. So now that we've got the full touchdown, I'm going to take a look at the points here with Sienna. Sienna is a team that they themselves play relatively slow. And you really do have a pair of slugs that are going to be going at it in this game. With Fairfield, they've been very slow, very deliberate with their style, with regards to possessions per game. This is a team that they've been right in the neighborhood, about 300th in the country. And then for Sienna, they're a tad bit faster, but it's not like they're necessarily lighting the world on fire either at 220th. What I think is going to be really intriguing for Sienna is what you're going to be able to get out of many of the transfers that have come in, like a Jackson Stormo, who's been able to give the team 10.7 rebounds per game. He's going to be going up against one of the best names in all of college basketball and Supreme Cook. Supreme Cook has been able to give this Fairfield team right around seven to eight-ish rebounds per game as well. And then you take a look at this Fairfield team. It is a case in which a hole is greater than the sum of its parts for them. You do have a pair of guys that give you approximately 11.4 points per game. That would be Taj Benning coupled with Jake Wojcik. Both of these guys shooting the mid-30s from three-point range. When you take a look at Sienna, what has been really the forte of this team has been them doing a relatively solid job of just cutting off the three-point arc in general. They rank in the top 20 in all of college basketball in terms of opponents' three-point shooting attempts. They force a lot of things inside, and the guy that's really been able to step up for the team ever since UNC transfer Andrew Playtech wound up going out with the season-ending injury. That'd be their top scorer in Kobe Rogers. Rogers, who winds up coming in from Cal Poly, able to shoot 30 or 43.5% from three-point range, 86% the free line. 
Not necessarily going to be giving you guys a whole heck of a lot else other than scoring with his 15 points per game. Gives you fewer than two boards per game. Gives you fewer than two assists per game. Really doesn't give you a heck of a lot of seals. But that's why you've got Nick Hopkins. Who wanted coming in from Belmont. Actually wanted for an entirety of a season. Shooting right around 97% of the free throw line a few years ago while he was at Belmont. That was the best mark in all of college basketball. But he does a good job of being able to set stuff the stat sheet. Eight points, three boards, an assist and a half, a seal and a half per game. He himself... Shoots 42% from three-point range. It's a Sienna team that they've been really able to find themselves ever since the beginning of Metro Atlantic play. They were a little bit rudderless, especially in the non-conference portion of the season. But I do think that they're going to be able to do enough to be able to hold up against a Fairfield team that they don't necessarily have a ton of size. You've got someone like a Charles Madeau who's able to give you a couple of rebounds per game with Fairfield. They do have great depth when it comes to the backcourt, but I, what I think is going to be very important, having someone like a Jared Billups, who has actually been able to play some relatively solid minutes for the Sienna Bunch, be able to do a nice job of being able to use his versatility. He's a guy that stands right around six foot five ish He's been able to give you a little bit over four rebounds per game. It has been a little bit hit or miss for him, but he's been able to come on a little bit more recently. Sienna has been able to find more of these pieces to be able to give this team a little bit of depth. And I do think that that is going to be manifesting itself a little bit more in this game. Sienna is a team that, I think he's going to wind up being able to push this game to a little bit of late game felling. I did wind up saying this at a 128 and a half though, because I do think that even with the late game felling, you're going to be seeing a relatively slow control game. Sienna does a good job of being able to not allow a lot of three point attempts in general. And I think that they're going to be able to do that against Fairfield. And then when it comes to Billups, I think that he's going to do a relatively solid job on the glass for the team as well. You take a look at his numbers really ever since December 3rd, because he wound up beginning the first part of the season as a little bit of an afterthought and has been able to give this team right around four and a half rebounds per game. A guy that has been able to do a good job of being able to punch the ball inside, gives you nearly a block per game in this time span as well. So I'm going to be taking a look at the under in the spot and I'm willing to take a seven here when it comes to Sienna. When it comes to a little bit more of a marquee game, for this college basketball Sunday. I wonder if we head out to the Mountain West. We're going to have another one that's going to be coming up in the final hour that I think is going to be really intriguing as well. But how about if we wind up going with 855, 856? You've noticed that there are a couple of books that currently have this off the board because you do have some injuries with one of these teams. And that would be Nevada. They're going to be hitting the road. They're going to be facing off against San Diego State. San Diego State at their peak is finding themselves a 13-point favorite. At minimum, you're going to be finding them at a 12 and your troll on this game is anywhere between 129 and a half and 130 and a half. The big thing for Nevada here is that they are dealing with a pair of starters. They're dealing with injuries. Warren Washington, coupled with Desmond, not Desmond Cambridge, Grant Shurfield, who are currently injured with Shurfield. He's one of the top scorers that you're finding out there in the Mountain West. 18 and a half points per game, six assists. Shoots in the mid-30s from three-point range. Has been absolutely tremendous. And then Warren Washington is a seven-footer that winds up giving you 10.6 boards per game. Both of these guys are relatively questionable for this game, but even if they do wind up going, they're going to be relatively hobbled. With my handicap, I just ruled it as if they are going to be completely out of the fold. And with these two guys completely out of the fold, I want landing on a number of 11.5, making 12 to 12.5 a take for me. When it comes to San Diego State, this team has done an absolutely remarkable job with regards to their defensive efficiency. As a matter of fact, they are giving up the fewest points on a per-possession basis in all of college basketball. Very much a controlled tempo team, 263rd in the country with regards to possessions per game. And Matt Bradley has been able to step up for this team ever since 
I would say the middle of December last 10 games, he has been able to shoot about 42% from three-point range, has been able to do a relatively solid job of being able to give this team 16-ish points per game, but you really don't have those ancillary scores. And even though Sherfield is most likely going to be out of the fold for the Savannah team, we are able to take a look at Desmond Cambridge, a guy that's able to give you 15 points per game. He still is able to give you a little bit of facilitation. And then Keenan Blackshear, the transfer from Florida Atlantic, he's been able to do a nice job of being able to provide eight points per game. A guy that shoots in the mid-30s from three-point range has a little bit of size, so he's able to haul in their four boards per game as well. Nathan Mensa does a good job in terms of being able to pull in their rebounds per game as well for San Diego State, right around seven and a half points, seven and a half boards per game. But I think it's going to be important for Nevada kicking up the tempo. That's something that they were unable to do against Fresno State until it was too late. Nevada is a team that they rank 52nd in the country with regards to possessions per game without having... Sherfield in the fold. They've been having a little bit of a more difficult time with it. And I do think that they are going to be able to put up the tempo a little bit more in this game. I'm going to be taking a look at Nevada being able to catch the points. I did wind up saying this total at a 131 and a half. It's a case in which I'm going to be taking a look at Nevada with the points and I'm going to be taking a look at it over. And in the final hour of the Greg Peterson experience, we're going to give you guys a little bit of a deep dive on the Super Bowl right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.